Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday, June 7th. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, you know, the markets, well, we'll just have to wait and see what shakes out. We do not have much in the way of earnings today, don't have much in the way of economic numbers. Um, but Dave and I always find something good to talk about, some good information out there. And I think we have that for you today. So, hey, remember, before we hook up with Dave here in just a second, remember, there is only one thing that any of us can control within our portfolio. And as the markets hit all-time highs again, it becomes even more important. And that's how much risk do you have in your current portfolio? Do you know? Do you know what that number is? And does your portfolio match up with your risk number? If you don't know the answers to these questions, Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to find out those answers. And with that, good morning to Dave. And that is no doubt. No doubt it's no doubt. It says so right on the record, so I know for sure. It's 840 here, 20 before 9. I'm marking time for a second because I didn't give Philip a chance to really uh, – get seated in his chair before the record ran out. We are going to check your finances here and find out what Wall Street's doing to you this morning. We are going to go to Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, how was your weekend and how you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing great this morning. Good weekend, uh, nice and relaxing, and uh, which is always good. So uh, I hope you did as well. And I did. we start the second week of June, Dave. Yeah, it's hard to believe we're already past the midpoint of the year here. We ended up last week on a positive note, and I was kind of surprised given the uh, the willies that we were getting off of the employment reports and everything because they were, you know, right direction, just not what we were hoping for. But the Dow ended up closing Friday 179 points up. S&P was up by 37, and the NASDAQ up by almost 200 which kind of is a surprise. I'm looking at the uh, futures markets over the weekend, and it was kind of herky-jerky. It's one of those times where people really don't know what to think, do they? No, they, they really don't. You know, Dave, we started out this morning when I looked, got up this morning and looked at the futures. It was Everything was pretty much red across the board. Now, we've made some improvements since then, but still, uh, uh, herky-jerky is probably a good word for it. Yeah, really, it's kind of weird. One of the things triggering it is the Morgan Stanley piece that you found on the news ticker. Uh, they're not particularly optimistic over the next six months, are they? No, I, I did. I found a report, basically, that uh, they, they have key things that they look at. And one of their analysts has said, basically, we've hit, we've hit the highs on all of them, higher than what they were back in June of 2007 in terms of uh, fundamental analysis turning them a little bearish right now. And so obviously they're not getting out of everything. They're just being really cautious, but they, they expect that, that they could see, or we could see a, a 10 to 15% correction over the next uh, six months. And I, I got to say there, I mean, a lot of people are talking about how high the markets are getting stuff, but, but they're the first ones that say that we could expect something like that over the next six months. Well, it's also kind of the first of the really big, you know, credible sources to say it. I mean, there's always a columnist you and I can find that says, we're going to have a big correction sometime in the next six to eight months, which is really, to my mind, kind of like, uh, I predict it's going to rain sometime in the next two weeks. Oh, well, that's true, too. We, we are getting uh, the indication here that, that that does seem to be the case. I mean, these are things that 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 did pre-warn them about 2008, way back then. And so you, you got to give them some credence. 
mm-hmm. but again, you don't want to sell out now when the market seems to continue to be going higher. We just need to be cautiously optimistic or, or, or protective, be, be careful and cautious. But if your portfolio is allocated properly, then then you can write out things like this. Absolutely. And that, that was kind of why I prefaced it by saying this kind of the first one of the legitimately credible firms to say something. I mean, a columnist taking a guess, he just wants to have bragging rights when it actually happens. But a major for brokerage firm like Morgan Stanley does make you sit up and take notice. It does need to be said, though, that, you know, a 10 percent correction is something that is supposed to happen as economic changes take place. And changes take place in the investment strategies of the people that throw the big money around it. If we go down 10%, it's not the end of the world. It isn't particularly pleasant while we go through it, but corrections are a fact of life and they do happen. That's right. And, 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 the, and the problem, the, the reason they're uncomfortable is because the, the dollar amount that starts to change hands um, compared to what it used to be, right? As we get higher, the 10% amount gets bigger. Like right now, we got the S&P closed on Friday at $4,230. Well, 10% is $423. So, you you know, that's a big number to to watch the S&P 500 drop. And that's one of the reasons I've kind of come to the uh, the amateur economist theory anyway, that at the nosebleed level the indexes are at, that proverbial 10% correction that we used to say was a once a year occurrence isn't as common anymore because the just the psychological value of seeing the Dow go down by 3,500 points or the S&P go down by 400 or the NASDAQ go down by 1,400, the psychological impact of that is so earth-shaking by comparison. We're almost getting into mini-corrections multiple times during the year. We just went through one on the NASDAQ back a couple of weeks ago. Well, that's true. And let's face it, it doesn't happen to all the indexes at the same time all the time. Now, it, obviously, it did back in 2008, if you remember. Right. But um, but it doesn't always happen that way. I mean, we did see that um, the NASDAQ, you know, in, in February, March, they kind of hit that 10% um, correction number. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those. It, as I say, it's a it's it's more of a rolling thing that it seems to be the entire market tanking by 10% at once. Exactly. So, so we'll have to just uh, you know, this is one analyst, one mm-hmm. set of numbers, but it does give us the idea that we need to make sure that we're we're comfortable with the amount of risk that we have in our portfolios. Which is kind of something you, you preach very successfully in your line of work as well. Risk management and knowing where the possibilities are. Uh, the other thing that kind of gives you an eyebrow raise anyway is you found a survey of small businesses. And uh, the combination of uh, the fact that uh, some of the states aren't opening as fast as uh, would be ideal for business and the fact that, uh, frankly, it's hard to get employees in a lot of job positions, uh, there's kind of a turn in the mood of small businesses around the country, aren't there? There really are. You know, the National Federation of Independent Businesses and their survey of small business owners, uh, they basically have have come out and said there's a third of the small businesses are in jeopardy of, of closing after this summer. Um, and a lot of it, there's really several things that are adding to that. But one of the biggest ones is trying to find employees. Um, that's become last last month when they did the same survey, that that category, finding employees, was a, a 5% uh, potential for closure. Now, 
that's a 55% a risk of closure, potential closure in small employers. Um, so that's a big difference. Um, obviously, we got costs are going up, transportation costs are going up. There's a lot of other factors, but but it seems like employment, getting people to come back to work is one of the biggest ones. That's, and it's, it's especially hard hitting the uh, food and beverage service. I was telling you before we went on the air, a restaurant we hit down in Venice, it kind of parallels what we're hearing from our restaurant and food service workers around here. lady that was waiting on us was on her third consecutive 12-hour day, and she was looking at a couple more before she could get a day off. Yeah, she kind of liked the money being raked in, but it was getting kind of tiring for her in the process because that restaurant, and not exactly a low-end one, it wasn't a cheap old burger joint, just flat out is having trouble getting employees to come in the door. Yeah, and, and hopefully with some of the changes we've made, at least here in Florida, that will start to, to change. Absolutely. It'd be nice to uh, see the uh, small businesses that are having trouble finding employees bailing out. Other tidbits out. Apple, I know, has had kind of a rough couple of weeks, so they're making some hay. They're putting out publicity releases of all the fancy stuff that they're planning on doing without telling us anything specifically. Their developer conferences this week, and that tends to be one of the times that they debut all the new and fancy stuff that's uh, likely to happen on their new operating system. And the other thing is not necessarily good news. Philip, Congress is back in session today. Oh, boy. Get ready. Uh, <laughs> prepare for more volatility as rumors start coming out of the various committees, right? That's right. We will start to see more and more. And I tell you, look, until they have something in stone that, that they're actually going to vote on, you can't get excited because it, it changes with the wind. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you can always count on governments to do things right as well. I had a tidbit story earlier today that something hiccuped at the IRS computers and they accidentally sent out a fourth wave of stimulus checks to some people. I don't remember that passing. Do you? Uh, no, and, and I didn't um, get one. Did you get one? Heck, I haven't gotten my third one yet. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's getting a fourth, and I haven't gotten my third. Dagnabbit, call my congressman. Uh, there's a couple of reports that you got out this morning, one or two anyway, I understand, tail end of earnings season. It is a very tail end. I do have one company that uh, we won't recognize the name, but we'll recognize some of their products, and that's called G3 Apparel. Um, they are the makers of, uh, of things like... Uh, DKNY and DKNY jeans and and Donna Kerrigan and and a lot of those different types of things that uh, that they produce and so they uh, they they had a decent quarter uh, 15 cents uh, ahead of estimates revenue above forecast uh, they gave an upbeat full year outlook um, I looked uh, just a few minutes ago before we got on the air and they're up like eight percent cool. just so, but now I don't know what's happening. Um, they still are. I'm sorry. They're still up about eight, eight 8.1% right now this morning, Dave. I thought Donna Karen might've changed her name or something. <laughs> what? It was, yeah, it's good to see a luxury product go because that indicates there is some spendable income out there. Resetting the table for the morning, green ink and some pretty decent green ink on Friday, 45 minutes before we start out Monday morning. Philip, what are we looking at? Hey, we've got, uh, I'm going to say mixed bag right now in the indexes. We do have the Dow heading up about a quarter of a percent. The S&P 500 is up a little less than a tenth of a percent. And the, and the NASDAQ is actually 
red three dollars and fifty cents. So uh, it's such a small number, I can't even tell you what it is right now. So, but it but it is very 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 pink. Um, on the commodities front, we have gold and silver both down. Silver's down three quarters of a percent. Gold is down about a little over a tenth of a percent. And then crude oil is uh, is yeah, it's down two-tenths of a percent to $69.48 a barrel right now. The fact that it was down to get to $69 and a half, that's a scary thought, isn't it? It is. I saw something where it was getting really, really close, if not over 70. Now, that, that range is ratcheting upward, and I don't like it one tiny bit. Overseas markets, we had a mixed bag on the Asian rim. Japan and mainland China were up by a tinge. Hong Kong down by a tinge at the close this morning. Europe is looking at our performance from yesterday and saying, oh, okay, fine. They're generally up by a quarter to a third of percent halfway through their day. We were talking about the herky-jerky futures and the uh, outlook from some of the big houses, Philip. That kind of indicates that a person needs to know where their risk is in their retirement fund, especially if they're getting close. How do I find you to find out where it is? Absolutely, Dave. The closer you get. And what is close? A five years from retirement is really getting close. And, uh, and you need to know what risk you're taking within the market. To find out, give us a call at 863 382 0037. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And of course, back here again tomorrow morning about the same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then. All right, buddy. You have a great day. You too. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you'll share this with your friends and family. Have a great day. I look forward to speaking to you guys again tomorrow. Bye now.